Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. It's a moment in a game that kids dream about as they're growing up, learning the game of basketball. Fight. Fight. Yo, 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 what's up? And welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Yo Legazzo. I'm joined by some special guests on the show today uh, to help us do a, a player preview for Carmelo Anthony. Um, so we'd like to welcome Rob Hetherington and Corbin Ford, who okay, joins us from Blazing the Path podcast, um, covering, the obviously, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Rob Corbin, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thank you for having us on. Yeah, it's it's an honor and a pleasure, man. So before we get started um, and, and and talk about Carmelo Anthony, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell the audience about your yourselves and and sort of uh, your podcast. I'm a throw it over to Rob. <laughs> I'm just about to throw it over to you, bro. All right, so uh, yeah. Um, I'm Rob Hetherington. It's a pleasure uh, to be on hashtag Lakers for the first time. Um, always been a fan of the whole NBA. So I got a lot of love for Kobe and LeBron and AD um, respect for what they do and uh, respect for what you guys do at hashtag Lakers. Um, it's been awesome to see you guys expand constantly. Um, remember a little bit of your time at hoop heads, um, how well you guys did on hoop heads. Um, ran by Mike Cleansing. Um, myself, I just joined Hoop Heads last year, um, right around the beginning of the season, did a little season preview, uh, get going a little bit, get some momentum going. And then uh, Joel Lincoln was actually uh, my first co-host. Um, he had to take a step back just because um, with the pandemic, um, li- they lifted some restrictions. So he was able to go back to full-time coaching uh, the nice. varsity team in in Oregon. Um, so we did take a step back, but, um, definitely still keep in touch with him and definitely plan to, you know, do some things with him, have him as a guest, um, when his schedule frees. But right now, um, I, myself and Corbin run blazing the path. Um, really excited. We just got started, released our season preview actually last, uh, Sunday into Monday. Nice. Um, very excited to get the season going. Um, and yeah, that's all really is about me. Um, I actually found hoop heads through my high school basketball coach, Eric Klump, uh, probably one of the best teachers I've ever had in any, you know, going to college, going to high school, trade school, best, one of the best teachers and coaches I've ever had and a very loving person, caring Christian and everything like that. And uh, he had joined beyond the ball um, with hoop heads. And I saw that they were looking for some team podcasts. So I hit up Mike cleansing and, 
Um, it's been a blessing ever since the day I first talked to him. Just um, very good promotion, very positive, very professional network. Um, everyone he has on, he takes a little bit of time to talk to, feel them out before he has them on. And um, so, so it's been exciting. And then this year, of course, very exciting. Um, going to hopefully have the beat writer for the Blazers for Sports Illustrated on um, around the time of the season start somewhere between then and uh, the Christmas Day games, uh, just just so that someone of that renown um, gets gets an episode with us, you know, where where they're where people are really listening to basketball podcasts at the heart of the start of the season. Um, and that's pretty much it about me, Corbin. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm fairly the new uh, the new guy here on this show. Uh, Rob Asmel is happy to be a part of this. Excited just to kind of see how the season goes. Big NBA fan, like Rob said, uh, Lakers fan first, so it's kind of funny to be on the show and kind of come full circle in that way. Uh, but I've done a couple pods over the last couple of years, love doing them, love talking basketball. So I'm excited to get to this one today. Sweet, man. Uh, excited to have you both on today. And uh, we're going to talk about Mellow, like I said, from the start of the pod. Um, so why don't we, we go ahead and talk about Mellow's tenure with the Blazers, right? Uh, I know everyone knows by now, you know, what, what, what happened, right? He was in the brink of, of not being in the league anymore until Portland picked him up and he really, really, really carved out a nice role for himself uh, and uh, over there. So let's talk about that and, and sort of how he performed for, for the Blazers. I mean, it, for talk, Carmelo start, I think, uh, Rob, if you do, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump on real quick. Uh, just no, talk about, oh, great. Okay. Just <laughs> talking about just how Carmelo was found, like found his way to Portland, I think was, a uh, blessing for his career. I mean, obviously it extended, it extended his career because, you know, no team was picking him up after, you know, you'd gone from Oklahoma City to that failed stint in Houston and kind of had his name kind of drug through the mud uh, for his play style, whether it fit in this modern NBA. Uh, Portland, just because they needed a, a wing desperately, just due to the rash of injuries they had, not only picked up Mello, but um, basically promised to kind of protect his legacy and the way that he played. This is the one team uh, in the NBA that not only allowed him to play, the way that he likes to play, but almost encourage that style. Um, and yes, it being a ball stopping type of offense. Yes. Him being the main hub uh, in this case for second units, mostly uh, to begin with, he he had kind of the starting spot his first year in Portland, second year, definitely just more of a reserve role. But I think that not only rejuvenated himself and in, in the amount of years he still had to basketball, but also raised his stock in the eyes of viewers all over seeing that, yes, the guy could still play, even if he wasn't a perfect fit for the spacing for that is prioritized now that the NBA was kind of forcing Carmelo to go into. And I think in a weird way, it actually helped Carmelo to be the player that we'll talk about later and how he fits with the Lakers, because that is basically the quintessential spacing for we would like to have now from Melo three or four years ago, but it took him a little longer to adjust to that. And Portland was the perfect spot to kind of let him, you know, acquiesce to like the, the modern role he has now. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, Growing up, actually, living in Buffalo, closest team, uh, maybe technically it was Brooklyn. I don't. I still don't know for sure. But uh, the Knicks were my team uh, when I started playing basketball for the school in Newfane, eighth grade, um, all the way to my senior year. Knicks were my team. Carmelo had played at Syracuse, which was very close to Buffalo in relation to other major cities, and uh, I wasn't old enough to have ever had the honor of seeing him play at Syracuse live or anything like that, but. Uh, just the stories my friends would tell that were a little bit older. My dad said how crazy it was um, the year he won the championship with Bayheim at Syracuse, his rookie year. 
um, there. And I grew up with him. Um, and I do have to say, once he came to the Blazers, his defense was just astounding um, when it needed to be at many times. And I didn't I didn't know that was an element he he had to his game. And I, I think you you probably saw him bring that out more with the Blazers when he was, you know, going from out of the league somehow to competing for roster spots and stuff like that. And I, I just love the story of, you know, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. They wanted him. Um, and they, they had started early in his search after leaving the Knicks and, and then Rockets and Thunder. Um, they were they were always active on Twitter saying, you know, like, how is this man not in the league? Um, and I think that really inspired him to want to play for Portland, want to play for Terry Stotts, that these guys wanted him bad, you know. So um, I loved his tenure in Portland. Uh Watching him go up against LeBron, like back in the old days, back when he was with the Knicks and they were playing the Heat in the playoffs, um, really brought me back to my childhood. Part of the reason I fell in love watching basketball were those Heat-Knicks games. Um, unfortunately, uh, my fan support for the Knicks, usually I was let down. <laughs> but when you're going up against Wade, Bosch, and LeBron, it's just awesome to see those guys all on the same court, you know. So... Yeah, like Corbin said, getting into um, his role with the Lakers a little bit more, like like Corbin said, it just kind of set him up for this role with the Lakers, you know, some games in the playoffs against the Nuggets this previous postseason, playing as many as 30 minutes in one of the games. And uh, I, th I think you see him poised for this role. Um, I saw you guys on hashtag Lakers Instagram posted um, over the summer, I believe one of his workout uh, videos and it just goes to show that he's he's always in the lab he is man he he always i mean every every time i i scroll down i see a a, a video of him working out with chris brickley and and and, and company dude uh so uh or he's promoting his new book right yeah. <laughs> right now <laughs> making uh, the rounds exactly exactly um but uh you one of the things i want to talk about is three-point shooting but um i want to um save that and why don't we we go ahead and take a break um and when we come back we'll talk about uh, you guys have sort of alluded to it already but sort of his role what you guys envision his role will be with the lakers you know sort of his the expectations that um uh he'll sort of have here in la la land and and sort of um you know what you know how Melo is going to fit really with, with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Russell Westbrook, right? And, and that new big three there. Um, so yeah, let's stay tuned guys. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome back to the hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with Rob and Corbin, and yeah, let's let's talk about um, before the break. We talked about sort of uh, Mello's tenure with 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 Portland, and and now we'll sort of pivot from that and, and segue into sort of how Mello will uh, sort of a, be 
you know, fit alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, what his role is going to be, what expectations are uh, going to be here. Um, uh, before I get to that, I do want to talk about how uh, recently, you know, we, I talked about in, in the previous segment, Melo um, promoting his new book, right? And he recently went on uh, an interview uh, on a a podcast, Million Dollars uh, podcast. And (laughs) look, he he basically called LeBron James a GM. Uh, And and when answering that question, like... Uh, like that, the you know the question was like, did LeBron like how did LeBron re- recruit you right? And so, uh, basically, what happened was um, LeBron phoned him, bro. It's time, dude. Bro, it's time. And Melo was like, all right, say less, say less. And then that was it. That was that. Was, that was the whole thing. And uh, but you know, it was pretty funny to me that that the, the Melo. Uh, would call LeBron James GM, and then he had another interview with Drew Barrymore, I think, on her show, and he's like, "Yeah, LeBron, LeBron forced me, man. LeBron forced me." <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> it didn't I, happen before 2021, to be honest. Dude, yeah, I know, right? I know, right? I'm, I'm glad that they're back together, or you know, back together, as in, I know that they played in the Olympics, right? as 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 you yeah. know as teammates but mm-hmm. this is the first time ever in the NBA that they're together so this is this is exciting so let's let's talk about that and sort of talk about you know his role his his expectations here how how he's going to fit um with you guys i want to get your perspective on, on this um so no as far as mello i think his role with the lakers is going to be a lot more clear to find we already know this coming in. Obviously, Lakers revamping the roster. There's a clear packing order. I mean, you know it's LeBron. You know it's AD. You know it's Russell Westbrook. After that, um, whatever the supporting cast can provide is going to be great. I think Melo is, again, another uh, situation that is uh, to his advantage because his three-point shooting, you alluded to before we went on break, is great. Uh, he shot 38% from three in his first season in Portland. That jumped up to 40% from three the second year. Um, consistent, reliable on that. Um, he's definitely made himself more of that spot-up shooter um, that does space the floor from that four position. I could even see him maybe an occasion playing like small ball five, rarely. Between AD and, you know, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, that's probably not going to happen, but it's possible the Lakers go super small um, and decide not to use AD at the five. But going back to that, um, his rebounding did kind of create a little bit. He had like six rebounds per game his first year with Portland. Uh, He played like eight less minutes this past season that dropped in half. Um, And then in the postseason, he played 12 less minutes and had the consistent three boards a game uh, that he averaged last season. But you can depend on some solid scoring, some solid shooting, definitely spacing the floor if you're going to run lineups and you're going to need them uh, with AD on the floor and, you know, one of Russell Westbrook or LeBron uh, just to have some league average to above league average shooting on the floor um, alongside maybe him and maybe a, a Wayne Ellington or a Ken Baysmore. He's going to be one of the standout three-point shooters whose job will be just that. Um, but I could also see him playing a role where he is – the offense run through the offense for a couple minutes at a time uh, a lesser version of what the lakers did with montrez harrell last year uh, and this again would be staggered of course because between lebron ad and russell westbrook you have that main offensive initiator whether that's scoring or distributing the ball but with him you have someone else who could kind of you know take some minutes off for these guys while they're on the floor and let him operate you know 15 feet to the basket the kind of game that Melo's played all his career defensively uh, I mean it was good the first year considering you know what everyone knew of Melo and I think that the bandwagon of oh he's a bad defender it kind of just just really taken off 
um, up till he was out the league. So when he came back to Portland, it was a little bit refreshing to see, okay, no, he can kind of hold his own in a position where he doesn't have to move laterally too much. He can kind of use his strength and stand up as a defender, uh, definitely play more of a four, again, that kind of position. Uh, but laterally now, especially another year, I mean, all due respect, he is 37. That shot. You know, you're not going to see him. He's most definitely a four. Uh, you don't want to have him on switches. We saw that during his last couple of years in OKC um, or his last year in OKC before that Houston experiment where the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell relentlessly, whenever he's on the floor, all right, ball screen, let's get him out. Let's bring him out. And it, it was not pretty. I mean, the Thunder were better when he was off the floor then. So that hasn't gotten better with age. I will just say that. But him knowing where to be on the defensive end, this is a veteran Lakers team. So I think that between a coach like Frank Vogel, who is known to put players in the best position to succeed on the defensive end, as well as smart, just veteran savvy from being in the league, you know, 18 years, I think that will somewhat mitigate the physical deficiencies that Melo has at this stage of his career on that end. But um, ultimately, it's going to be a very uh, interesting year for Carmelo, but I actually like this fit. It's like a hand in glove for the Lakers, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on on all fronts, honestly. The offensive end, you know what Melo is able to do, um, especially Hoodie Melo. <laughs> um, you know what Melo is going to give you on the offensive end. He's just two years removed uh, from 15.4 a game with the Blazers. Um, and that's during a regular season when the Blazers – you know, their competition was tough from the jump, uh, playing the Lakers very early into the season, 2019, 2020, um, as well as I believe this year they played them pretty early in the season. But um, you see him have, you know, over 20 minutes a game in, in Stott's offense. Um, and, and defense wasn't really an emphasis last year, as we know, with the Blazers. Um, but they were so productive on offense. They were still able to get by at times. I think with the Lakers, you have you have dogs, absolute dogs on the defensive end as far as um, Anthony Davis and Kendrick Nunn, who if they're, you know, going at 100% in the regular season like they always are, um, when they're at 100%, I should say, obviously they both had injury issues. But when they are at 100% on the defensive end, you're looking at two guys that could make all NBA defensive team um, so hopefully Mello will be able to um, save some of his, you know, defensive abilities for the playoffs, um, especially if they are to play, you know, what looks to be a lot of people's favorites is Bucks, Lakers in the finals. Um, he's going to have to play defense in those games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see as far as the regular season goes, what his role is, you know, off the bench now that he's comfortable with that role. Two, two or three years ago, you you probably guys remember him saying that uh, he would not take a uh, bench role. Um, he's The Blazers sold him on that, sold him that he'd get more minutes off the bench, essentially, than starting. And um, so it'll be, it'll be, at the very least, exciting to see. Um, you know, didn't have the best luck with Russell and PG with the Thunder, but I don't think he was as hungry – as he's going to be this year playing with LeBron at that time. Um, obviously, Russell and PG, very successful players, uh, may, have both made deep runs with, obviously, Paul George uh, with the Thunder going to a conference finals against against a very solid Heat team. And then Russell Westbrook all those years with the Thunder going, going to the conference finals and finals a few times. So I think you'll see him um, – playing his best basketball yet again that he did the last two years um, I, at, for his age. Um, obviously, what he did with the Nuggets and Knicks has him slated to be a Hall of Famer, um, but I think it'll be very exciting to see what he, what he has to offer this team um, should they all be healthy 
fingers crossed because even as a Blazers fan, I, I love seeing this team healthy, man. Uh, and, you know, Talon Horton, Tucker, Dwight Howard, Carmelo, um, pretty, pretty solid players to, you know, have at the four and five positions at times. So it'll be exciting to see. And another thing, probably the last point um, that I have on Carmelo with, with the Lakers, uh, Montrez Harrell's minutes not being there. I think, I think you see him get at least 15, 20 minutes some nights. Yeah, man, I I, th- I really think that he's gonna play a similar role that he played with the Blazers. Like, I think I think that really set him up, like like you guys said for for this for this team, and that's probably why you know I think he's he's just gonna fit seamlessly to the team. I think he's gonna be that catch and shoot guy that you guys have mentioned, uh, especially in the corners. I see Russ, Braun, even Tht or Rondo taking it to the rim, penetrating to the rim, and then the defense collapsing, obviously, and then boom kick it out to the corner mellow money. Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting all those looks, I think he's going to get a lot of those looks this, this year, this year, and not just him, just a lot of players, just because of how the Lakers have sort of constructed this roster. Um, then, then I, I see, you know, I think like you have, you guys have alluded to him sort of around that 15 foot range. I think he's going to occasionally take that, that ISO mid range shot that he loves. Right. And he's great at it. I mean, why not let him take it? Um, uh, he loves to do it and he's very good with it. So, so why not? Um, Defensively, um, obviously, I think I have I have my concerns about there, but I I I you know I I put a lot of faith and hope on 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 Coach Vogel. I mean, just just the way that he he schemes his defenses, it's it's individualized, right? That he 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 sets up players to 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 be successful in the strengths and even in the weaknesses that they have. That's the kind of the coach that he is um and um really really helps the the players each each player be the best defensive player that they can be i mean he turned a below average defender kuzma into one of the the best defenders that the lakers had on the roster last year uh and in the last two years so um i i just i know obviously Kuzma is way younger, a decade younger than, <laughs> than, than, than Mello. Um, and that's another thing. That's, that's another side, side, side topic, right? A lot of these younger kids are calling um, LaMelo Ball Mello. And I still call him Mello. We got to stop that. It's I mean, it's, rid- it's ridiculous. The guy is still it very is. much in the league. Like, right, we, exactly. Come on, what has he done? I mean, I get it. Like, we're quick sure. to short names and everything, but like, Mello is still here. Like, let the guy exactly. retire first. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I hate that. Hundred percent, man. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. 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 Call him some. I mean, he's Lamelo. He's not Mello. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. Call. I don't even know what you'll call him. That's not my job. I. Like, I'm not here to tell you what you should name him. You just can't name him Mello. Like that's all. <laughs> exactly. That name's taken. Yeah. Uh, no. Look. Look. I. I feel like he's he's super focused this year. Like he he every, um every interview he's had, he's talking about you know, I've I've won at every level except for getting this championship. Mm-hmm. You know, this if is you, it. This yeah. is a must have for him. If so you he look looks at hungry. This team, they have a lot of desperation. I agree with you. Like you look at Russ. You look at like you said. Uh, Mello. A lot of these guys have played a long time in their career. DeAndre Jordan have not gotten there, and they want that. So I agree with you completely. Mello's at this point where it's like, I mean, he's year eighteen, going 30, 37, going to be thirty-eight by the time this year's over. Like, 
there's a line coming up very soon on on his career and i think he's cognizant of that fact yeah and you look at russell westbrook's age i mean he's still at an age where he can he can play over 30 minutes it's just he's got to watch his body preservation and i i think having lebron as gm no I'm just kidding. i think having lebron um <laughs> kind of there to mentor even the older guys he's got a lot of advice for how to you know preserve your body what to do in pregame what to do in postgame and I, I think you see some of these guys play a lot more games than people expect um with if lebron's able to kind of you know give some advice to russ ad continued and uh mellow I think you see some of these guys play a lot of games um, that some guys expect, you know, miss a lot of games with injury. Um, I think I think LeBron's one of the best players to help get his team, um, you know, right for this season. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Look, LeBron's mini camp is this weekend. Um, they're in Vegas. They're meeting up. They're going to do some chemistry building in Vegas. So we all know what that means. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much basketball they're going to play. <laughs> a little bit of wine, right? <laughs> a little fine wine. A book, a book, a book club, maybe. <laughs> maybe a book club. That's what it, uh, that, might, that might be it. Chemistry building, book club in Vegas. Um, there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you, uh, you had shared um, a few weeks ago to maybe even a month ago, uh, Kendrick's workout videos. Um, and that, that got a lot of buzz because he just looked so amazing, like you had pointed out. Um, was he training at all in New York City with Melo? Dude, I, I don't know. Honestly, there's been so many videos that have been posted. I, I don't know why Lakers players have been posting their videos like crazy this offseason, but there's been a ton of them. I know that a, a few of them have met up and, and sort of you know played played together and they've they've gone to to the lakers facility to kind of work out and and, and do some drills especially with with phil handy so i'm yeah. i've i've been excited i've i was i've you know been been pumped to see all of that and but i'm really excited to see this training camp that's coming up next weekend for all the nba players for all the, all the nba and then obviously we have media day coming up so i'm excited i'm excited to see mellow in lakers uniform his number seven the the new bibigo <laughs> the new bibigo patch and the gold the gold or not the gold sorry the diamond like nike that's pretty nice that's pretty that's pretty cool mm -hmm. but i'm excited to well, see I had that recognized um kind of why i asked that question i'd recognize the gym carmelo was in as the gym where cj does all of his crazy workouts for yeah his and, in uh, new york right yeah. right right so, that's that's chris yeah, Brick that, Brickley's that's place. definitely one of one of the that's places dope. i want to try to try to see next time i go to new york city last time i was there just not um, i stayed at uh <laughs> what'd you say i know where just, you're going just knock just knock <laughs> <laughs> um even to just see it in person would be an honor just because yeah, so many great players have practiced at that gym right but i Shoot stayed at hotel there. philadelphia right right near uh msg um, and I did not have the bread at the time for a tour of MSG or I would have been all over that, but this was 2018. Yeah. Um, and I, it was just an honor to see MSG and then go to Brooklyn and see some of like the historical basketball courts. Didn't make it to Rucker Park in, in you mm. know, the, the area of, of New York major famous courts, but um, was definitely awesome to see it. And like you said, all these guys are just releasing crazy amounts of the videos. It used to be just J.R. Smith, I feel like. And now it's <laughs> now it's like all of his all of his bros kind of kind of like, yeah, I mean, you can promote your brand 
um, and you can show the work you're putting in. Um, I'd love to see some Damian Lillard workout videos, but I think he keeps those in the vault. Uh, we know what he does every year. <laughs> we know he works on something that he's, you know, not not his top skill and just absolutely refines it. Uh, like this year, this past year, um, some of his passing, man, just just blew me away on those national games. I couldn't believe mm. some of his 10 plus assist games. So a lot of exciting things coming up. Like you said, media day. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. A lot of exciting things I'm coming up. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Here, man. That's, that's my favorite time of the year is when the season's finally getting rolling. You see some of those yeah. rookies um, go off a little bit. People, um, you know, players fighting for spots, and and that's yeah. why, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why they, you see all these workout videos because they're they're trying to show their coach, hey, what's up? Look at me, man. Well, got it. Yeah. I never <laughs> lost it. You know, I never lost it. it. I've been I've been working all off season. Exactly. Um, but the training camps that where 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 you know it's the refiner's fire. That's that's the place where you have to prove your metal. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but Matt. Rob, Corbin, appreciate you guys hopping on the show here. Um, really appreciate you guys uh, to, you know, joining the pod um, and helping me here at preview Carmelo for, for, for the Lakers. But I think that does it for today. So, um, guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. Do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcast. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate the follows and all the reviews and... Uh, it helps us continue to produce this show. You can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.